Greetings, race community. Brent coming in live Saturday morning, 7 a.m. Central Time with an extra special guest. This month is uh, Mentorship Month, and we've been talking over the last year to a lot of our guests about who the mentors were that helped shape their career. And if you've heard me tell the ever true story, you have heard me say something along the lines of, I had a couple of mentors from the Brown Football Association who took me under their wing and really helped me navigate my career path uh, as a first-generation college student. And I am uh, really uh, feeling blessed to be joined by one of those two mentors today, Mike Glascott, class of 93, Brown University. Welcome, Mike. Thank you, Brent. It's great to, uh, it's great to see you, great to connect, and, uh, and, uh, and it's great to, uh, to be able to share some of, uh, some of our experience with, 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 your, uh, with your crowd. Yeah, we gave Mike very little context for why, uh, why we were inviting him to the podcast. And the number one uh, reason is mostly just to say thanks, Mike, and also to help, uh, you know, shine a light on a little bit of the entrepreneurial journey that I've gone through at Evertrue. But also, um, as we are in the middle of Mentorship Month, I think the thing that, that struck me is um, how much of an impact um, seemingly very small conversations or small moments can have that then do sort of alter the tra trajectory of, of careers and, and lives. And, um, and I think about getting to know you and, and John Skinner as being one of those moments for me. And so we'll share a little bit of, of the background. Um, but what I do like to know from all of our guests, given our audience is primarily, uh, you know, folks in the higher education fundraising world, is just to know a little bit about your college journey. So take me back to Mike Glasgow, junior year of high school, Loyola Academy. Who is that guy? And ultimately, uh, what led you to Brown University? Yeah, great, great memory, great memory uh, at, at Loyola. Uh, man, uh, you know who's that guy? He's got he's got uh, he's got bad hair. He's got he's got the uh, the mullet the going. Uh, he's uh, you know. But he's, the mullet, he's mullets are back. I, you know, listen. I, I, I'm thinking about it. I may, I may, I may bring it back. I'm not sure how to fit in the financial services industry, but um, yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a good, you know, I'm a good student. Um, uh, you know, I'm an, I'm an athlete, um, and you know, my, my college junior, you know, sitting there junior year, uh, you know, looking, looking, the Midwestern Chicago kid. You know, Loyola Academy is outside of just outside the city. Uh, of Chicago and I, and I live in the city proper. Um, you know, the, the East coast is, is, is this, uh, I don't know if it's exotic, you know, but you know, it's, it's, it's what you think of when you think of, uh, you know, you think of the, the college experience, uh, you know, that and here, you know, you and I are Midwestern folks, folks, guys. So, um, you know, that, that the big 10 and the Notre Dame of the world. Um, and so, you know, academically oriented, um, you know, looking for the best opportunity at the same time I, I played football, but, you know, played, it, was, it, was, it was my main sport and, um, you know, had the opportunity to, uh, you know, to, to continue to play, you know, out, out East and, and, and uh, Brown was one of those schools and was just a great, you know, a great fit. And, you know, when, when, you know, when I think back and, you know, kind of at the decision at the time, you know, I was looking at bigger cities, looking at, you know, out in the country uh, as, as well. Um, 
and it really was, you know, a, a great, you know, a great experience. So it was just that combination of, of, you know, the, the you know, great, you know, great educational opportunity um, and the opportunity to continue to continue to play sports. And if you didn't go to Brown, what was your like number two? Where where else might you have gone? Oh man, oh man! Are we, uh, are we talking sports wise, or are we talking about like if I just if yeah, I just scratch the whole thing? You know, I'll give yeah, you, I'll like, give you, I'll give you the, I'll give you the outline. So you know, I was looking at uh, you know other you know the uh, you know Dartmouth and Columbia um, uh, were uh, you know Middlebury was on was on the you know, was on that 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 uh, that, 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 that list, uh, but I'd say you know the outlier. Um, you know, if I want to say, well, which, you know, what would have been a, a great experience, but a whole different Vegas, uh, you know, I, I applied to Boulder. So I, you know, I might still be out, I might still be out skiing in, 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 in Boulder, Colorado, had I, had I gone that route, but, uh, Got it. but yeah, okay. it was pretty, pr- pretty easy decision to come east. So Loyola Academy, great school, great preparation, you know, uh, competitive athletics, um, how would you describe the early, I don't know, transition to Brown? Um, uh, you know, was it uh, obviously being a part of the football team, you know, helps, right? Because you've got yeah. a whole bunch of friends before classes even start. But um, I don't know, culture shock or pretty smooth sailing. I mean, what was the, what was the, I, you know, it was, it, 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 it was, it's all those things that you said. I mean, you know, you do have this, you get there early. You've got a group of you know a group that that you're playing with and you know um, getting to know right away, um, but you know but that that group is you know you've all got that kind of one interest and are kind of you know they're not all, all the same people but nonetheless you know kind of in a similar you know in a similar circle, um, and so there was a, you know there really was a bit of culture shock even though you know like I said I'm here in this I'm in a big you know big city it's it's uh, you know it's not like I you know. I'm sure you know, love love to hear and have, and have her you know about your experience, um, but yeah, it was it, it was. I mean, it was it was. I would say there was both culture shock and um, you know, just things you you know just things you didn't you know things you didn't know things you weren't accustomed to. I didn't know what a prep school was, for instance. You know, not not you know not that Loyola, uh, not that Loyola Academy was um, you know some out of the way uh, you know uh, school, but. Um, you know, so there's just these things that, you know, just it was kind of a world that I, you know, that I, that I didn't, I didn't know or wasn't accustomed to, um, you know, there's a bit of, you know, I think with any college kid, but you know, especially going to, to a place like Brown, um, you know, you're looking around at some, some really talented and, and, uh, and sharp, you know, sharp classmates. And so there's a little, you know, a little bit intimidated, I think, academically. It took, took me, it yeah. took me at least a little while to kind of, to kind of, you know, get my feet under me to realize, you know what, this is, this is, this is, you know, we're, there's some outliers, there's some true, you know, yeah. crazy gen- geniuses for sure. But um, that, uh, you know, to kind of really jump in. So yeah, there was a bit of an adjustment period. And so um, my understanding is pretty dominant football program when, when you were there, if I'm not mistaken, or I don't yeah, know. What yeah. Was the, yeah. Uh, that's that's not good. Perseverance. Yeah, what were the lessons learned? Yeah, the, the lessons the lessons learned were that after all these years, unless somebody, uh, you know, somebody really knows the program, you could just say you played college football. And nobody really. Oh, really? You know, how was the team? It, you don't usually go. You don't usually go that far. Um, yeah, no, it was it was a tough it was a tough period for for Brown for Brown football and um, uh, you know an offensive. Uh, 
uh, powerhouse, uh, you know, but we, then we would, and I was a defensive player, by the way. Um, but uh, we'd, we'd give up, you know, uh, 10, 20 more points than we would score. So not, not a great, um, not a great record. I mean, what, what are the lessons? Um, I mean, you hear all the time about, you know, the friendships that you, you came out of that and, those, and, and, it, um, you know, it did play through some pretty tough circumstances over those four years. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's perseverance. It's, it's, um, it's attitude, you know, even, even kind of looking back. Um, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I think, I think that that's a big, that's a big piece of it, you know, kind of what, what attitude did, yeah. did, did you bring to, you know, and, there's, and there was, you know, both kind of as a team and personally some tough days in the program. And, and um, so I think that's, you know, when, when I look back at it, I said, what was the, what was the lesson learned? You know, there's friendships gained and lessons learned were just, you know, you, you control your attitude. Um, uh, yeah. I'd say it was always, always the most enthusiastic on a rainy Providence Wednesday afternoon in, in November, but, uh, but, but, you know, I, well, I think, I think I did my part. No, it's fine. I mean, I, look, I, when I, I remember getting recruited and, um, it was the fall of 1999 for me and I was watching some ESPN show, but Chris Berman came on to basically announce Brown winning, you know, their, their first Ivy league title since 1976. And this was like, you know, the minute I was getting ready to, you know, go out on my recruiting trip. And so it was like, all right, that pretty much sealed the deal. Chris Berman's talking about it. Like, you know, they're winning championship. <laughs> this will be easy. And, uh, and, and when I got out there, like we were a very good team um, and, and my, you know, we were always in, in every game um, competitive except for one. And uh, however, my junior year, we ended up losing the first eight games of the season. And I, I still think we were the best team in the league, but we lost, I don't know, four games by a combined 11 points or something like that. And just everything that could go wrong did. Um, but when we won the game, to break that streak against Dartmouth and we finished the year two and eight. I mean, that was for sure the most elation and joy that we ever had in a locker room. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. the, the, the good, the good teams and like the games we were supposed to win and all of that, you know, do not, I mean, that memory of seeing how happy coach Estes was jumping around the locker room with one victory on the year was, uh, was, was pretty remarkable. And, um, and so, we met um, by way of some of the mentorship activities that, uh, that, that we'll talk more about. I don't know if that existed as formally when you were in school or if it was more informal, but um, you know, whether the answer is like yes or no, did you, did you feel like you had access and support within the alumni community or, or was it maybe less mature at that point? And we're talking, basically early nineties, Mike graduated, um, 11 years before I did. So just to set a little bit of context. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was, it was not formal. Um, there was not, um, I mean, th there may have been, you know, there may have been some, you know, some, some path to, to kind of, to go through, but it was not, you know, not kind of widely publicized. Um, I, you know, there, there and, and so it was just, it was just, you know, you know, who did you meet? You know, some of it was through athletics. You know, you would meet some former players, that would, and 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 um, some of the, the players that I was, you know, that, that I was with uh, on the team. You know, had some alumni relationships. Um, 
but yeah, that was, you know, that was really, you know, if I, if I kind of think back to, you know, where, where, you know, kind of first started to make those connections beyond, you know, the people that I was going to, to go to school with, um, you know, it's probably as I was out, you know, going out and looking for a job, you know, I mean, that's, you know, this is where most, most, most folks start. Right. Um, and it was, it was just trying to, you know, I was interested in financial services, um, and I was, you know, trying to network through, you know, who I, you know, who I could find in that, in that there. And, and I think I got a you know, alumni list, for instance, uh, and tried to, you know, that's as, as, as archaic as that may sound, um, and tried to use that to, to, to make some connections. But, um, you know, and over, over time, you know, I found, found folks that were, you know, that were Brown, uh, Brown alum and, um, and, and got to know them. But yeah, I think it was, it was, it was not a formal kind of formalized process and i don't actually know right out of school what what your path was um did did you go right back to chicago after i, I after did Brown? i did it i you know uh so uh my my, my wife and I, my wife was from 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 boston area and went to school in providence as well um so we met in college and uh, we didn't have jobs, you know, coming straight out of school. So yeah, the, the, the deal is she went back to, to the Boston area where she's from. Uh, I went back to Chicago and we were going to move to whichever city to whoever got a job first. Um, and I don't know that I got a job first, but uh, she just got sick of living at home. <laughs> I'm coming to Chicago. So I've been to Chicago ever since. So came, came back. Um, and, uh, you know, I went into a financial sales, you know, a, a broker, you know, uh, uh, was my first at a wirehouse. Um, what's now, I guess, I can't even, I did the development purchase, but it was Prubase at the time. Um, and so that's where I started, you know, started out as a, as a, as a, uh, as a retail broker and then did that for a number of years back to school. Um, and then, uh, and then back into financial services. And when did you, uh, like, I know when I graduated from college, I did not know what MBA was, right? Kind of like you said, you get there and you don't know what boarding schools, prep schools are, <clears throat> PG years, like never heard of any of this stuff. Um, sure, I made it through all four years without knowing what an MBA was. When did that surface on your radar? And, that's, that's, um, you know, I know that was a, yeah. That, that's funny. That, I mean, it's a funny, it's a, it's funny that you said that because, you know, again, I there's all the you know, a college preparatory, you know, Jesuit school outside or outside of outside of Chicago, and, and they prepared you well. But yeah, there there was this. You know, but I didn't. Not I wasn't first generation college student. But you know, it wasn't you know kind of that that formal financial services world. It's just not something that that um, that uh, that I was super familiar with. And so you are, and I, you know, that's kind of a part of this conversation. This mentorship is you are just kind of trying to figure it out. I just had this broad sense that I wanted to do you know, finance and, you know, you're watching, you know, bad eighties movies and oh, I'm going to do that. You know, um, I don't think I ever slicked my hair back. I had cut the hair by then, but I, and I, but I never did slick it back. I may have had some, the, the, some suspenders. I may have had suspenders. I, may have I don't know. Some... Yeah, for sure. You had tough links, but like, was the slicked back mullet ever a thing or is that, I, I don't, I don't, here? I, gosh, I hope, I hope not, but I may, maybe we may have just, we may have just, innovated here i'm gonna google i'm gonna google slick back <laughs> mullet while you're telling me the next part of the story uh and listen if that if that, if that domain name's not taken please that's we're, we're going we're going all in on it um 
Everyone listening should Google Slickback Mullet as we advance this part of the conversation because there's some good stuff. See if we can get it trending. <laughs> um, I'm not even sure what that means. Uh, but yes, yeah, so, I mean, the NBA came in. It's funny to say that it wasn't Brown. I mean, it, you know, there were folks that were, I was enjoying my career, but it was it was purely a, well, you know, a, a, a broker role at the time. It really is purely a sales role. You know, you're, you're, it, it, you get, I enjoyed the people side of it and building, uh, you know, it was, it was very real. You know, you were building a business with, with clients and you had to go out and get those clients. Um, but there wasn't, you know, you weren't kind of getting, you know, too much into the, into the, uh, into the asset management side of things. That wasn't really what, you know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't very kind of actively engaging that way. So, I mean, there was a part of me that was looking for something else. Um, you know, I, I, if, if I think about it and friends were starting to go, I mean, there was this kind of, as you talk to people, you know, what are they doing and where, and where are they going? But this whole kind of path of going, you know, business school and then looking at financial services or consulting. And, you know, there's just this kind of path of, um, and I know yours led to, you know, clearly led to entrepreneurship. Um, uh, you know, it was just not one that was, was, was clear to me, but I think it really was, it was frankly some of the friends from Brown that were starting to make that choice and talking to them about what that is. I remember actually running into one of them. My family has a, has a, uh, has a, has a, as a bar here in Chicago as an aside. And, uh, and, and was there and ran into a friend, um, uh, Mason, who had been at Northwestern. So they had come down to Northwestern Business School and he had come down with a group of Northwestern. And I was like, what are you doing? And he had been actually an entrepreneur at school. I was like, oh, I'm you know, doing business school. I want to change. You know, and, and I just, we started talking about it. And, and um, you know, they're just kind of those types of things were asking him what his plans were. Now we're doing this over you know, over, over a bar or on a bar stool, but, um, it, you know, and just was kind of starting to understand what opportunities that would open up for, you know, for me and where you could go with it. And, um, and then part of me was like, well, if Mason can do it, I can do it. It was, come on. So, uh, so, uh, it was, it was, uh, you know, things like that, that really led me to, led me to, to really kind of yeah. jump into it. And, uh, and then ultimately, you know, that was, uh, a bit of a, I mean, staying within the financial services world, but that was a pivot into the investment banking um, space, which obviously was, uh, I mean, you know, you were, you were coming out of school or I think in business school, sort of in the midst of the dot-com sort of boom and, and bust. And I'm sure there were some, you know, memories around that. Although I know, you know, University of Chicago where you went is more kind of classic, uh, you know, at that time at least was more classically, you know, finance and economics and, uh, and, and, yep. uh, and so, you know, getting thrown into investment banking can mm-hmm. be pretty humbling, uh, speaking from experience, uh, right. I don't know, any, uh, any early memories from that time. And then, and then our paths will cross real soon in this story. Real, real, real soon. It, it was, I mean, it was, you know, as I said, I had this, I enjoyed my career, I enjoyed the people side of it, but what I wanted to do was really, you know, I, I you know, joking aside about the movies, right? I, I I wanted to see how it works. And, and to your point, there's no place like when I say that it, well, you know, what it is, it is this, you know, the, I, I, you know, the, 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 the financing, the buying and selling the, you know, the structuring of business, you know, companies. I mean, if you kind of think of it in a kind of a simple sense, that's, that's what investment banking really, you know, really is. Um, and so it's, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the, the finance side clearly of, of, of business. And so, 
Um, that's what led me to the University of Chicago. Northwestern is a great place, you know. And I said that like they're they're all they're all um, wonderfully hard to to get accepted into. But um, you know that was what I wanted to do. You know, I, I, Chicago is a you know great place, and they think about strategy and those things. You know, and, and to to learn about those things. But ultimately, it is a you know, to some extent a trade school for finance. You know, you're, you're really get you know you're you're really getting into it. Love that. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. Frankly, the the, the business school experience. Uh, you know enough where I even thought for for a second about you know continuing and and and, and doing more schooling. But um, yeah, you know you're thrown into investment banking. You know I, did, I looked at some other places, other fields, if you will. You know consulting, strategy, that kind of thing. But really, that was pretty clear that that's what I wanted to do, and it was humbling. You know I was like as I said, my my role beforehand was not. You know, a I didn't know any investment bankers. Um, you know, so I didn't really know. You know, before I, mean, I knew some now. Some of our classmates that have gone off, gone off, and gone off into it, but I hadn't seen that as a career. Um, I hadn't done it, right? So we'll talk about when our paths cross. But you know, I coming in as a post MBA associate, you've got analysts that have been doing it, and you know, there's just it was it was humbling. They were you know they were sitting down with me, you know, showing me how to run the models and and, and those types of things. Um, uh, uh, you know, when, when, when on, I guess on, on paper, I was supposed to be you know, leading, you know, leading that team, right. that kind of thing. So, you, you know, you were learning some things, uh, you know, with, you know, the reputation that you did, it, what, it's, it's a hard work. What you had going for you is that you were nice though. And so the analysts would, I'm sure go out of their way to, uh, to coach you up. That's uh that's a rare, rare trait at times, but, um, I, uh, I, that was I mean, my, that was a people person, people person. <laughs> so, so look, I, uh, as Mike is, is, um, settling in at William Blair and company in the, uh, early two thousands, I'm in college. I have no idea what my career path might be. Um, I think most of, you know, uh, you know, grew up in Iowa, first generation college student. I, I decided to study Spanish, Portuguese, and Italian at Brown, which, uh, nobody's looking for in entry level, uh, uh, you know, roles. It made, really. made, made, and, made you uh, interesting. It made you interesting. I'm a people person. I'm a people <laughs> person. Um, but, but, you know, there was a night in, I want to say February of, of 2003, which was my, my junior spring, um, kind of winter of my junior year. And, at that time, the Brown Football Association had formalized their mentoring program, and there were a group of guys that were, um, you know, really working towards uh, creating um, either, you know, direct mentor matching and relationships or, um, you know, supplementing that with some informal meetups. And I remember we went up to a room above the basketball uh, uh, in, in the in the gym um, called the Pizzatola, and we got together and there were, you know, a bunch of players, uh, you know, teammates of mine and a bunch of alumni. And we all, you know, put on our, our, our ill-fitting suits and, uh, you know, probably tied our ties incorrectly. And, uh, and we sort of, you know, started to meet people and, um, you know, just try to understand what, what people did. And I mean, even hearing things like finance, I didn't know what that meant. Like I had no idea. I mean, I probably knew what, real estate was because it's something more tangible and relatable, but all of these career paths were pretty foreign to me. And I remember meeting a guy named John Skinner 
And uh, for whatever reason, you know, John said something along the lines of, have you ever considered investment banking? And I think my response was, I don't know what that is, but I'd love to learn more. And ended up setting up, you know, a couple of follow-up calls with him. And, you know, there are just some basic level uh, things you need to know to even attempt to fake your way through an investment banking interview. And John basically gave me the list of all the questions that one would be asked in an investment banking interview. And now there's a million websites and resources that just tell you all of this stuff. But he pretty much walked me through, you know, this is like, what, what is, uh, you know, how would you value a company? Or, you know, how would you think about, um, uh, you know, what, what is a discounted cash flow? Things that I truly had no idea uh, the answers to. And, and he really coached me through it and basically said, look, you um, like, no, you haven't studied finance, um, but there, you know, is a, a portion of every class that most of these investment banks want to recruit of people that come from less traditional backgrounds, where it's not all just people that, you know, graduated from the University of Chicago or went to Notre Dame's you know, finance undergrad program. And, and so, uh, you know, once in a while, somebody that speaks Spanish, Portuguese, and Italian can sneak through. And, and so John really, um, you know, coached me up. He was at a bank called Adams Harkness at the time in Boston. And as my senior fall approached, um, I started really going to all the info sessions in both really the investment banking space, but also the, uh, the consulting space as well. And, in doing that, um, you know, went through the traditional campus recruiting and all the what are known as bulge bracket banks um, from Wall Street at the time recruited on campus. And so I went through the sort of official process and, um, and uh, you know, for example, my first time ever in New York City, Mike, I don't know if I've told you this, but it was for my interview at Lehman Brothers in Times Those, Square. So imagine oh, like oh, me with that just same, all the way you know, from Iowa, the sales yeah. suit. I see you looking around, you're looking up at all the big lights. Oh yeah, <laughs> like like oh, like yeah. you just landed from Iowa. I know you you've been on the East Coast for four years already, but I, I prefer to think I of you think, having come straight from Iowa. No, you're right. I I effectively was, and I probably bought watches and sunglasses from all the nice people that were offering. I hope you me kept. I hope you kept that really street. Watch. Yeah, I hope you kept that Rolex. That's that's good. That, that, that you you know you look at, it's real. And. And so just, I, I just remember like literally like, uh, you know, first time in Times Square on top of trying to get my mind right for an interview that, uh, uh, you know, that, that obviously I was really nervous about. But I went through that experience um, and in concert with that, you know, John had said, look, like you should go and pursue those 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 New York opportunities, but you also should um, you should meet Mike Glasgow at William Blair and Company. And. I had never heard of William Blair and Company, and um, and and I know that you know he connected us over the phone, and uh, I'm sure that I went through the um, you know remote interview, which then led to coming you know in person for the the Super Day or whatever the format was at that time. But um, I do remember you know first of all the fact that I was like being flown out to. I think I had to like take a day off of practice or something and like fly out to Chicago because I wasn't going to be able to do it on Saturdays because we had games. That's right. And that's, that's right just that's the, right. the thought that a company would fly me to an interview was mind boggling um, at the time. And um, uh, 
actually it's still pretty mind boggling and any companies out there, you shouldn't do it. But, uh, but, but it was a big deal. And I, I remember, you know, meeting you and, um, and, you know, maybe it was just seeing what you wanted to see, but, you know, I love Chicago. I was a huge Cubs fan. Yeah. I grew up in Iowa. It was four hours away, but everybody just seemed a little bit nicer, a little bit more down to earth. And it seemed a lot more my pace than buying Rolexes and, uh, and sunglasses uh, on the street before I walked into work at Lehman Brothers every day. And so for whatever reason, um, yeah, I mean, I think you were a big part of it, but, you know, there were not a lot of people at Brown that year turning down offers for, you know, from Lehman Brothers to, to go to William Blair in Chicago. But that was, um, you know, it was reflective of just kind of feeling comfortable and, um, and you know, uh, kind of trusting in, you know, and you and John and, uh, and it, and it was just like, an, it was an amazing decision that was like a little bit contrarian. I mean, Blair is a great firm, but just did not have the right, right. reputation, um, certainly. And, and I remember getting there and showing up on my first day of work, uh, knowing no one, right. Having no friends from, from Brown that I was aware of that were in Chicago. And I went to the security desk to get my name badge at William Blair and company. And there was another guy getting his name badge at the same time named Ahad Khan. And I basically remember looking at him being like, do you want to be my best friend? Cause I don't know anyone. And we've become best friends essentially from the security desk at William Blair and company. Um, and, uh, and it was just like this amazing period of, you know, the blind leading the blind in, you know, in the analyst program and, uh, <laughs> And, uh, you know, some of those ridiculously humbling moments of um, of going through training, especially without any finance background and just totally, you know, faking it till you make it, um, really trying to lean on those people person skills, uh, for sure. But 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 what it, what is, you know, interesting is it was then that I really got involved. I mean, I basically worked a lot. Right. I mean, you guys worked mm -hmm. pretty hard, but outside of work. I, I threw myself into the Brown Club of Chicago. In fact, we uh, would would host a couple of game watches at Glasscott's in Chicago. So anybody listening from the Chicagoland area, you know, you, you know what we're talking about here. Um, but Glasscott's is truly an epic, uh, and and uh, you don't find a more authentic um, Irish pub than than Glasscott's uh, in, in the United States for sure. But but um, ended up just you know building more and more relationships by way of the Brown community. And uh, obviously through the William Blair, you know, group as well. Um, and that led to, you know, my, my second job at, at Madison Dearborn Partners. And then I went to business school at Harvard. And that's where I had the idea for, for Ever True. And um, I'm, I'm not going to go into all of that. But I do think what is, what is really interesting is that, um, and you might not even know all of this, like one night in February, John Skinner, basically gives me a little bit of extra attention and offers to be an informal mentor. Connects me to you. You become an informal mentor. That leads to my first opportunity uh, professionally in Chicago at William Blair and Company. Following that, I've now got a relationship with John. The following year, John says, hey, who are some of the guys on the team that are, um, you know, that are, that are working hard, doing good, you know, doing well in school? And might be intern candidates for me. And I said, oh, you should meet Craig Young. And so my, my friend Craig Young then goes and, and interns for, 
John and, you know, now he runs a real estate private equity fund and, you know, got his MBA at Harvard and, you know, worked at Deutsche Bank right out of school. And you can trace it back to, uh, you know, to getting that opportunity to intern at Adams Harkness that led to those other things. And then, you know, Carson Brennan, who um, was was two years younger than me, you know, I uh, and a good friend, I was also then became a bit of an informal mentor to him. Uh, and then he ultimately literally took over my desk at Madison Dearborn as I was going off to business school. I basically gave him a high five. He sat down at my desk, took over my portfolio companies. And, um, you know, he's now president of um, of a, uh, uh, a division of a company called Duravant, which is actually run by a Brown alum, Mike Kachmer, who's from the uh, who's actually in the Chicago area. Nick Mellers, who was my uh, freshman year roommate at Brown, uh, ended up. Uh, transitioning to William Blair and Company um, a couple of years uh, into his career. He was in the project management, sort of construction management space. Um, but we were able to, you know, coach him up and he got an opportunity to, to join uh, William Blair and then went to Kellogg and is now a partner at McKinsey. Drew James was a few years behind me. Oh. Um, I didn't even overlap with him. He's now a managing director at William Blair, Dave Deese ended up uh, working with your brother, um, you know, by way of, you know, probably meeting on a bar stool at Glasgow's. And, and so my point is like hundreds of lives have been changed by John taking me under his wing, by you taking the call, you know, helping me get settled in Chicago. And it just keeps happening. And I think that's where sometimes we, we think about mentorship as maybe this really formal thing or this, uh, you know, huge time commitment or, or that it's got to be some sort of, you know, we have to talk once a month right. or once a quarter. And, and I think in our case, like, you know, you and I um, have been fortunate to periodically connect, right? And we're connected on social media and I've seen your family um, grow, but it's not like you've been my, you know, on my, my speed dial where, you know, once a month I'm asking you for mentorship, but, but I think that's where, you know, I get, I get so excited about um, seeing more and more intersection between alumni relations and, and, and the fundraising world with student success and really being more um, direct about bridging those relationships so that what happened for me, which has been life-changing for me. And as I just shared life-changing for countless other members of the Brown Football Association in a way that we couldn't even track all of the compounding benefits of, of this seemingly one, uh, you know, phone call that John took and one phone call that Mike took. Um, and, and that's where, you know, it's just really remarkable that, um, you know, everybody says it's not uh, what you know, it's, it's who you know, and it's, it's certainly a combination of both. But I think for all the folks listening as fundraising, you know, professionals, um, being a little bit more intentional about creating just those, those connections um, really has a compounding effect. And it's why, you know, I will always give to Brown and uh, it's not like Brown, you know, made Mike talk to me, um, but, you know, it created a, a community that, that let this good thing happen and has let it, it compound for others. And so I don't know if you knew all of that, Mike, even in preparing Mike, for this, I just was going through and thinking about, you know, how many guys' lives I, I, have been impacted. I, I, I mean, I, I mean, I, you know, I think I knew, 
I didn't, but but just in works. It's, it's fun to hear where 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 those folks uh, have have landed up. Besides Drew, uh, you know, I, I don't know that I had uh, had seen or heard heard, heard where all those uh, those those names have, have gone, which is awesome. It's great, you know. It, it's great, you know. Just it is, and, and I think yeah. Just to kind of echo some of the things you just said, but um, you know, all the things we talked about were just it, it was about opportunity and you know a little bit of, how do I say it, kind of enhanced engagement, right? You know, it, it, it's, yeah. you know, there's a lot of those conversations that happen. There's a lot of, hey, can you talk to this person and that person? And I don't, you know, and, and again, as a, as, a, as a kid who's, you know, kind of didn't come from that world, you know, being plugged into it, you heard that it's not who you know, it's, you know, it's, or it's not what you know, it's who you know. But it, it really now is, is we talk about it and I've thought about it over, you know, over, over my career, it's just that they're, it was this opportunity and and this ability for whatever reason or this opportunity to engage a little bit more was to be able to see things through this kind of lens of this huge network um find the places that you wanted you know you want to explore which you did you know you're 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 uh, you know you, well tell me about this investment banking thing um you know that person in the case john skinner for, you know for some reason right whatever it was you know the opportunity to do it above the pit you know the pit center maybe he was you know, nostalgic that day for his old play days. Maybe he saw something in a, in a, in a, in a, uh, in a stocky fullback that uh, you know that 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 he uh, that that he he identified with. Whatever it is, um, and so you know what you do at, at EverTrue. Um, you know, not to not to not to kind of dwell on that too much, but to, and, and and what your clients do really. Um, you know, to try and create those opportunities. I talked to joked about it, you know, some of the, some of my conversations happening at a bar stool at Glasscott's, but, you know, outside of, outside of that, you know, the opportunities to be able to, um, uh, to just engage, you know, find out what the opportunities are, see where you're, you know, where some of your, you know, uh, some of the alums are, are in the world um, is, it is really a powerful thing. And it's not, you know, yeah. it's not, doesn't have to be this formal, you know, this formal, right. like you said, we, we, we have a weekly, you know, catch up at a diner and you tell me, you know, and I give you advice about the career, your direction or direction of your career. Um, and I'm yeah. going on and on, but it's, it's, it, it is, it's cool. No, and I, look, and I, you know, I, I periodically, right. Get, get now have guys reaching out to me from, from the team and, and, uh, you know, asking for these days, a zoom conversation. And, um, and every time I, I get those emails, I think about you, I think about John and it's like, yeah, of course I'll take the meeting. And I don't know that, you know, it doesn't mean I'm going to give someone a job or that I'm going to be able to, you know, directly, you know, help them. But it's rare that, you know, I can't at least help them get the next conversation. And then that might lead to the next thing and the next thing. And, um, and, and so, you know, I, I do try to um, follow, uh, you know, in the footsteps that, you know, the example that, that, that you guys set. I do want to say, as we conclude here on time, um, you know, you're a, you're a dad and you just uh, had, uh, you know, my, my understanding is you've kind of been living through the college search here in, oh, the other thing I was going to say though, is um, I meant to say this, you were 11 years out of college when you were my mentor. Um, I'm now 18 years out of college. You seem so old and wise, 11 years <laughs> out of college. I just got to tell you that. Well, that, well, that is that is, uh, I, you know, that is very crazy kind of you to say. How much I older I am? Oh man, I am so much older than you were when you were, you know, shaping my career. So that's just kind of crazy. Time flies. 
It does. It does. Well, not now that Madonna doing the math. Doing the math. I haven't done the math in my head in a while. He was eighteen. I was a let. Holy cow! Yes. yes. How about that? So, so tell me just a little bit about you know your your recent experience as a you know as a as a family going through the college search process. Obviously, kind of a mm-hmm. ridiculous uh, COVID sort of backdrop, which I'm sure complicated things a bit. But just um, you know, what did you learn, or or what felt different, or the same, you know, relative to you know, you, um, you know, thinking about Brown versus skiing in Boulder, right. uh, you know, in, in <laughs> back, back in the day. Um, it's it just, and I think this is a good thing. It, it makes it a little more, maybe just more stressful, but it's, um, it's just a larger, you know, just from the, you know, my, at least my, you know, looking through my kids experience of twins that have gone off, uh, once, once at the university of Miami, the other ones at, at Pomona college out, out, out West. Um, it, it's just such a, you know, just kind of a, a they, they just, they look at it you know, as I describe mine, you know, what, what was mine, you know, you know, kind of joking about bold and not joking. I did apply, but you know, you, you just had this universe of, of, of where you would think and, you know, where you would might go to school. Um, you know, mine was expanded a bit because frankly, because of the, you know, the, the wonder, wonderful opportunity that sports gave me. Um, but, you know, uh, the University of Miami, these, you know, the, the USC or Pomona College or, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, Rhodes, uh, you know, I, I don't want to get, you know, I, I don't know who our clients are, who our clients are, so you know, go, go through these things, but just places that that were in these, these and then you could go on and on and on. And there were, there's just so much choice um, and quality choice out there, if that makes sense, for kids that fit, fit them in different ways. Um, and so I think, you know, that's a good thing. Um, I think, you know, the, at least from, the, from my experience with the kids that, you know, they're, there's, um, they, they're thinking more broadly than, you know, than I hear the 10 schools that, you know, that I can go to in the Midwest, um, you know, or, or if I'm lucky enough to, uh, to, 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 to make it out East. Um, but, uh, you know, I think, I think that's one, you know, one, one observation, um, I think it's clearly, but you know, outrageously competitive, you know, uh, and and so that you know, as a parent is is um, and for the kids as well uh, is you know makes it makes it a bit a bit stressful. Um, so you you have twins, and yep. one went to Pomona, which has yep. eighteen hundred students, and the other went to yep. the University of Miami, which has eighteen thousand, and they yep. were about as geographically dispersed as possible. So uh, yes. Uh, Did you expect that? Uh, I mean, I, you, you, if if you knew the kids, your personality wise, you, you, know, you kind of knew. You know, one was small to medium, yeah. and the other one was medium to large. Um, yeah. But no, from a geography from, from a, a geography perspective, I did not expect them to be at opposite ends of the country. It was my daughter who's not at Miami, and um, and uh, you know, she is actually the one who led the charge to look at schools in California. So you never know how it's going to play out, but they're both wonderful kids and in great spots and great fits. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I hadn't, you know, had you asked me four years before that, I guess, you know, where do you think this, yeah. where do you think figure they'd, but, you know, be closer to one another, but the, the work is the way it worked out. Well, for whatever it's worth, Mike, we do have great relationships at both Pomona college and the university of Miami. Well, so that's, good. Uh, that's good. That's good. I ever want to do uh, an informational interview in the uh, advancement shop, you know who to call. Oh, nice! I love it. I love that. I, I knew I, I knew this would uh, this would be helpful. Um, yeah, I've got I've got to get them in practice. They they need to you know if they're just their first year, but uh, they need to get gainfully employed. 
get off the uh, hey. get off the glass cap by a payroll, as they say. As we talk a lot about, right, fundraising, good fundraising is is it's sales, it's good sales, right? You gotta, you know, find your prospect, you gotta engage the prospect, find out what matters to them, and uh, you know, sell sell the uh, sell the mission. So I, I love it. And um, well, look, I've taken um, you know a good chunk of your Saturday morning here. It is uh, I can't imagine, uh, you know, if we're gonna get up early on a Saturday, it's really fun to reconnect in this way, Mike. And and mostly, um, you know, the whole point, you know, with January being Mentorship Month, we've asked, as I said, all of our guests who their mentors uh, are, and sometimes people have asked me the same question. And so I'm glad that um, we've been able to give uh, everybody, a, you know, a small window into, into our relationship. But I think the main takeaway is just like what mentorship means. Um, it's not, it doesn't need to be formal. It doesn't mean, you know, need to be the monthly meetup at the diner. Um, it can be, but just that little nudge, you know, that one introduction, you know, responding to that one email instead of not uh, can really, uh, really make a huge impact. And, and, and you've done that for me. And I just wanted to say thank you. Well, it's, 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 it's wonderful to catch up. It's awesome. And, and uh, uh, I'm glad, I'm glad that we had those conversations. It was awesome to, you know, awesome to work with you. And, and it really has been cool to see you know, not to not to just pump you up, but to see you know to see how this how that played out. You know, to see as, yeah. you, as you talked about some of those connections, you know, both socially and professionally, to see you know where where you've gone, to see the other brown a lot, you know, brown uh, folks that had come into Chicago in those early days. It was just it's it really is a, a cool. Uh, it's been fun to watch. So I appreciate the opportunity to Love chat. It's it. awesome to catch up. And uh, if my math serves me, we'll be at least meeting up at your 30th Brown reunion uh, next year. Uh, and yeah, hopefully that's what I said. I was just other. doing, I was just doing, just doing the math. That's right. We were just supposed to have a, a Brown football event at Glasscats, but that got canceled due to COVID. So hopefully we'll, we'll kick, kick that off as well here in Chicago. So maybe another opportunity to see some, some of the folks that are here in the, in, in the city, but yeah, I, I look forward to seeing you in person, man. Love it, Mike. All right. Thank you uh, so much. And with that, uh, end today's episode, Mike Grinna with my mentor, Mike Glasgow, signing off. Take care, everybody.